What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We all have to go some way, but I don't want to go with my leg being amputated because I am a diabetic. I don't want to go because of hypertension and, you know, my arteries stop just got clogged up. I don't want to go. So I, I mentioned to them the quality of life. And then I mentioned to them moderation is killing us. Oh, just a little bit of just a little bit of pork, you know, just a little bit of, you know, fried food, just a little bit of that and not realizing that just a little bit adds up to a lot. Hey, it's Monique. This is episode 85 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to start and keep going with a vegan lifestyle in a very practical way. And I love to, of course, bring on guests to share their experiences as well. Be sure to come hang out with me on social media. I'm Brown Vegan on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but I'm most active on Instagram. So come hang out with me on Instagram and I'm Brown Vegan over there. So yeah, I hope you're having a great week. Um, I am having a great week too, actually. Last week was a mess, but you know, this week I'm feeling a lot better, which is good. I'm just trying to get it together. You know how it is with life. Sometimes you just have those ups and downs and that's what I'm experiencing lately. Let me tell you what I did to kind of get back on track. (laughs) I went to YouTube and pulled up some clips of I Love New York and uh, Flavor of Love. I pulled up all of the New York clips and just laughed for like an hour and it made me feel so much better because I was like, girl, you take life too seriously you overthink everything i'm gonna need you to relax and that's exactly what it made me do so it really did help me along with some stevie wonder music pulling out my diffuser drinking some mint tea and just relaxing and just you know not trying to think about all of the things that i have going on in my life that sometimes has me stressed the hell out and just you know trying to figure out what my self-care is going to look like long term so yeah that's what I did so I hope you're having a good week and I hope all is well in your world so I have a guest on the show for you I have Zav the plant-based brother on the show I'm so excited that he came on to share his journey with becoming a plant-based eater and how life has been for him we're going to talk about how he's able to maintain this lifestyle as someone who travels a lot for work some of his favorite meals. I think that was actually probably my favorite part of the conversation when he was breaking down some of the things he loves to eat. Cause I mean, this man loves to cook and he loves to entertain. So it was great to have Zob go over all of that. We also chatted about for him, why he is a plant-based eater and not a vegan and how he started this journey more so for ethical reasons as a child, but as he became older, it's definitely more about health and how he also consumes honey. So I know that this is technically a vegan podcast, but for myself, I think it's just so important for me to show how you can do this lifestyle in different ways. It doesn't have to be so cut and dry. And I think that sometimes the intimidation of it being cut and dry is why people don't start. And so to me, it's my goal to bring on more people who don't necessarily think the same way as me to show that there is, you know, a different way to do this if you 
prefer it that way. The bottom line is him not eating animals definitely reduce the, um, the impact on the planet. It definitely makes life easier as far as for his health. The less animals he's eating or overall, the better it is for all animals. That's how I look at it. So that's why I wanted Zob to come on the show to talk about his journey. Another part two of this conversation that I'm really glad that he shared was how to transition as a man and be vegan and stay satisfied and feel like this is a lifestyle you can do long term, especially since there's so many messages out there that make men feel like they should eat steak and potatoes and that's manly and eating vegetables is not. So I'm so glad he shared his journey with his experiences with that and also some tips on how to transition as a male vegan, specifically a black male vegan. You can get all of the show notes and resources that I mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 85. Be sure to follow um, Zav on social media. I'll make sure that I link everything on his on the blog post as well for you. So yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into Zav's plant-based story. So yeah, when I was 12 years old, I saw a documentary at church. The year was 2000 and a guy came in and he was just showing this documentary and I was really, really engaged. I remember just being in that moment and I literally said to myself, I did not know they did these type of things to animals. Wow, this is crazy. I don't want to eat meat anymore. I got home and I ate some chicken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ate some chicken. And then shortly after that, literally a couple of days later, I told my parents and my whole family, um, because my uncle was vegetarian in the 90s. So I told them, I'm like, hey, I really don't want to eat meat anymore. I don't want to eat chicken, beef, steak. I, like, I don't want to do anymore. I just, I just want to eat fish. Um, so from 2000 to 2015, I ate fish and dairy. So I called myself a plant-based person. You know, I was definitely incorporating more plants in my diet than meat because I, I really never liked a whole lot of meat anyway. So it just kind of made sense. Gave up milk, all of that. And then in 2015, I went to a health ministry kind of workshop um, and a doctor, a renowned doctor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Dr. Errol Bryce, he was just telling us about cheese and about dairy because I still ate dairy um, as a plant-based person. But at that moment, he told us, yo, cheese is kind of like a drug. He said, when you eat it, you know, the same uh, feelings and, and the things that go through your body as if someone is doing coke is what happens when we eat cheese. And I actually followed up and did the research. And there are tons of articles to pretty much that, that says the same thing. And it's so funny, Monique, because you never say never, because I was someone that said, I will never be able to give up cheese. I will never be able to give up my ice cream. I just love it so much knowing that it did not love me. I used to suffer from chronic, chronic sinusitis. I used to always be congested, bloating, just all of that because of dairy. My stomach used to just be toe up from the floor. It used to be bad, a bad situation. Um, and then I gave up, January 24th was the day, January 24th, 2015 was the day that I gave up dairy and fish, no animal byproducts for the most part. And um, yeah, it's been three and a half years. And I'm I'm still pushing. I'm still I'm still going strong. You're still alive because people always I'm say you're gonna alive. die, right? <laughs> you're still alive. <laughs> that's that's dope. So you did at 12 years old. You you knew 
that this was wrong, you know, from an animal rights perspective, you were like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But like you said, you went home and ate the chicken. I think that happens, especially at 12, because you really don't have a whole bunch of control over what you eat at that age. So for that time, you were a vegetarian from all all of those years, starting very young. What does your family think? My family, I literally was thinking about this sometime last year. On um, the end of last year, when I went home for the holidays, I, I come from a an African American family, and I am so grateful that my family kind of like embraced me. I'm not even gonna lie to you; I'm kind of spoiled in my family. So they were making reservations. If they made you know a meat dish, guess what? They're gonna meet. They're gonna make a a non meat dish for for Zav. So they were really really supportive. I didn't get shunned. I was never shamed. They never said, "Oh." I don't know what you're going to eat tonight, so you better, you you don't eat this. I never went hungry. At that time, it was so few options um, as far as plant-based. I used to always eat Morningstar Farms, um, their food all of the time. But they were very, very accommodating, and I'm so grateful for that. From that time, they looked out for me, and I actually inspired other members in my family. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, Yeah, since they were so open-minded, yeah. So my twin sister um, went plant-based, my little cousin went vegetarian, my aunts, uh, my other, my first cousin went plant-based and she's raising her children to be plant-based as well with eating, you know, no dairy. It was good that I've been able to inspire. I'm the one in my family, the main one in my family who has done it consistently since 2000. Nice. So I haven't had any chicken or beef or steak or lamb, or, or any of that um, since 2000. Some of them kind of fell by the wayside, but they're, they're, they're going strong now. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And you know how you were able to inspire? Probably just by just being who you are. You right. probably didn't have to preach and do anything special. Not at just, all. Just being who you are and sharing the food <laughs> and people eat it. I feel like that's the best way to do it. It really yes. is. As far as long-term um, success with it. So what's your, do you mind me asking, what's your religion? Because the fact that this was being shown at your church, I'm just curious about why Animal Rights, a documentary was being shown at your church. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, It was, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, It was during Divine Worship. I'm actually Seventh-day Adventist. Ah, there there it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, within the Seventh-day Adventist religion, um, health is very, very um, the health message and the health ministry and ministry of healing and, and using food to be your medicine um, is a key staple within our church. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are Seventh-day Adventists who are vegetarians. There's a study that you all can search. The people in Loma Linda, California are some of the people that live the longest and the studies show that because of their diet. So that is why someone um, who was, I forgot, I don't even remember his title, but I just remember the documentary that came in during the divine worship hour and said, Hey, we need to watch this. We need to be aware of what we put in our body. And um, yeah, it just, it just kind of stuck. So the reason, I, another reason I wanted to t- um, talk about that is the fact that I know that you consider yourself to be plant-based and not vegan. Um, because your, I feel like your history though, your journey started from more of an animal rights perspective, I guess, 
What made you shift it to be more of plant-based? Because you're very, very clear about that. Every time we, we talk about it, you always say, no, yeah. I'm plant-based, not vegan. <laughs> What's the distinction for you? Like, why do you, why do you see yourself that way? I know you don't really care about titles that much, but I just want to know. I'm curious. Hey, yeah, no, for sure. Um, titles and labels are, are not really my thing. But the reason, if I could be completely honest, and I was, I was I'm supposed to be having a, this conversation with um, a friend in a couple of hours but the reason why I consider myself to be plant-based and not vegan is because there are so many titles and, and labels and my personal definition, you know, my truth is my definition. And my personal definition is if someone meets me and they decide to incorporate more plants in their diet than meat or dairy, then you are plant-based. You say you eat, you eat, you know, fish and chicken on Saturdays. And everything else, you're practically raw, raw vegan or whatever the case may be. I consider that to be plant-based because you are incorporating more plants in your diet than meat and other things. Um, and I also eat honey. Um, I am not for the animal rights part of it, um, even though that was kind of like where the foundation started. But right now, I consider myself to be a, you know a dietary plant-based vegan. If I had used the word vegan, which I usually don't, um, I just use it in social settings and at restaurants because you're gonna know, okay, I don't eat meat right. and dairy. Um, so I use, use it in a social setting, but if I'm talking to you or someone in my family, it's like, no, 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 I'm not plant-based because I honestly feel that the vegan term is kind of like a religion. I'm very, very keen in, in separating the two. Just, you know, I, I love God. I love the Lord. And, you know, being vegan is not my religion. I, you know, I believe that animals um, shouldn't be mistreated, but that's not my, you know, I'm not holding up a pitchfork and, and condemning individuals because I am a big proponent on knowing that you can get more people open to your message and what you're about and who you are with honey than you are with vinegar and I eat honey um my conviction on honey is you know i've done some research and like melaleuca and it's it's some honey that is is really really good for you and you know i'm a singer at church and i'm a professional speaker like i make my living speaking so you know i have decaffeinated tea and put my honey in it um and i'm not that's not one of my convictions so i'm not like man animal rights you know don't wear leather i'm just like i'm not that person so i say plant-based because that just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable because you're not going to have these expectations from me that like is you, a good point yeah that, that, that's it you know you see me in my insta story and I'm making a breakfast smoothie and I'm putting my kale and I'm putting my dates and strawberries and bananas and I put a little dash of honey and cinnamon. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm very intentional about being plant-based and, and staying plant-based um, if I'm not at a restaurant or in a social setting where you need to know like, okay, my dietary restrictions are pretty much vegan. I definitely get it because sometimes <laughs> people are really afraid of the V word. They're like, oh, goodness, oh gosh, here we go. That's... Because of the, you know, unfortunately, I feel like a small percentage kind of make it a little difficult for everyone else. So I Absolutely. definitely understand that. Also, because it sounds like you do it for dietary reasons is a little right. different than me doing it for ethical reasons. 
So mm-hmm. I can see why. And of course, if you consume honey, you definitely wouldn't be considered a vegan. So I get I get exactly why. At the same time, that just kind of goes to show that there's so much separation and I feel like there's a hierarchy, like, you know, raw vegans are at the top, fruitarians, and like... There's levels. There's levels yeah, to there's this. Yeah, there's levels to this, right? So many <laughs> levels to it, and it can be so confusing and daunting for someone that's getting started. So, what do you suggest for someone who is brand new or vegan curious or plant-based curious, and they're wanting to make, like, baby steps to get started? What do you suggest for them? Because... I have a feeling you're going to say toss the label. Am I right? (laughs) Is that the first step? (laughs) You know, you know, not not the first step. Um, I think the first thing I would tell them um, is don't compare their journey to anyone else. Mm -hmm. They they don't need to look at the brown vegan or plant based brother or anybody that they see um, is doing what it is they want to do and compare their journeys because. I've been asking questions at restaurants and navigating menus and recipes for quite some time. So don't look, don't compare your journey to, to me or, or anyone else or look on social media and just think, hey, I'll never be able to do this because I too used to say never. I would definitely say, you know, drink water and this is the main one. Be okay with exploring new fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. Period. I I make fun of my friends, close friends, of course, because we can we can clown like that. And I tell my friends if they say, "Oh, I don't eat okra. That's too slimy." My main response is, "You need to upgrade your palate. Your palate is childish. It's childish. You need to upgrade your palate." <laughs> and they always they always laugh and yell at me like, "Man, be quiet." And I'm just like, "No, seriously," because. There are so many fruits and, and veggies. There's this Instagram meme that says, don't y'all get tired of eating the same tin meat while we over here with like hundreds of vegetables and I fruit that. That Look, do they have that many though? I think they have like three. They'll have ten. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they got like th- they got three main ones. Not yeah, even one exactly. Like, like three main ones, right. <laughs> and, and we over here, you know, just, I mean, from radishes to beans to asparagus, to Brussels sprouts, and chickpeas, and, and just everything in between. But I would definitely tell individuals to just try these fruits and veggies because these are the things that are that are healing individuals' bodies. One of my friends just told me, yeah, my sister used to have breast cancer. She went vegan for a year, and the doctors were astonished. And I was just like, that part. Mm. That is why fruits and veggies are so important in our diet, kale and arugula and just all that good stuff yeah the rainbow (laughs) the garden yep 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 dope so i know (laughs) that you you do a lot of travel because you're an education consultant right so you do things with the school system you go and do public speaking a lot of work how does it look when you go to a school for the day because i know you're in different locations all the time how does that look as far as planning your lunch or do they usually have something for you to eat at the school like what do you typically do for that I usually bring my own lunch because, you know, it's a lot of times the teachers, if they have something for teachers or the administrators or even the students, it's nine times out of ten, honestly, not going to be anything that I could eat or that I would want to put in my body, my temple. Um, So I am always packing lunch and bringing lunch. And it's just so funny because I'll warm it up and people are like, yo, what's that? That smells good. I'm like, oh, that's just some lentils and some chickpeas over some quinoa with some roasted vegetables. It's like, 
wait, you made all of that? Like, yes, this is what I'm having for lunch. And they're always very intrigued and just like, hey, I've never tried lentils before. And uh, and it's just a way for me to just let them know about plant-based, the plant-based lifestyle and the plant-based diet and just the different things that you can try and you can experiment with. But I'm always getting questions on what I, what am I eating because you know, it's probably going to look different. You know, mm-hmm. this is a sandwich that doesn't have any sandwich meat in it. It just has avocado, arugula, tomatoes, and vegan eggs. That's yep. what it has. And like, yo, where's your meat? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't eat meat or I'll, I'll be eating some fruit. And people will be astonished, like fruit for breakfast or, you know, the big kicker recently is chia seed pudding. Somebody was like, what is that? How does it taste? I'm like, oh, and I was able to explain the process of soaking chia seeds and almond milk overnight and just adding your fruits like berries and strawberries and blueberries, almonds, coconut flakes in the morning time, shaking it up. And then you have this gelatinous awesomeness, also known as chia seed pudding. Mm -hmm. And that's that's pretty cool. So I, I always get asked a lot of questions about what I am eating because of how it looks or because how it smells. And it's just a great segue for me to just explain about the plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you get questions too is, you know, the main reason why I wanted you on the show was to talk about because of how you look too. I'm sure yeah. you get a lot of questions because they're like, okay, this black man doesn't <laughs> eat any meat. What's going right. on? Do you get, does anybody, not necessarily in a school system, but just in general, does anybody say anything because you're a black man and you decided not to eat meat or dairy or anything else? Right. So funny that you asked that question because someone literally said last week, I can't even remember where I was, but somebody literally said last week, oh, you know, I thought that people who don't eat meat, um, of course, they use the term vegan because, you know, that's their knowing, okay, I don't eat meat or dairy products. Right. Very, very common. Well, I thought vegans were supposed to be kind of like frail and and slim until I met you Mm. because I am, you know, 5'10". 215 chocolate brother with locks. You know, I could be I could be in a suit or I could be in some ripped jeans and a fitted cap. And you know, it's not the quintessential look that people probably would think um, that someone who doesn't eat meat how they should look, but I love breaking down stereotypes and I love speaking and just letting them know, hey, I've been in the game as far as not eating meat since 2000 and just exploring but I get that a lot a lot of times people think that oh because I am a man because you know I am black that I should be eating meat and it's like ah, because there are a lot of bodybuilders as we saw in as millions of people saw in what the hell there are a lot of bodybuilders that are killing the game right now and they're not eating you know any animal byproducts so it's a, just a common misconception that you have to be frail, that you you know you have to eat pork chop and just all this stuff. And especially in the black community, if we if we're being honest and real, we struggle with hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease is a big killer amongst our women. And you know, someone recently said, and I, it made me laugh. You know, high blood pressure does not run in your family. You have high blood pressure because you do not run. Mm. And I was just like, Ooh, okay, oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I was like, you're right. And that's the thing. You know, these things don't have to run in our families, quote unquote. But if we change our diets and if we get active, we can be transformed and we can feel better. and We can debunk these myths and break generational curses. I'm, I'm all about breaking generation curses. It's, it's mm. so important. 
This episode of the podcast is being brought to you by Green Chef. If you're not familiar, Green Chef is a USDA certified company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. With Green Chef, it's easy to maintain a specialty diet like ours because they offer vegan, paleo, vegetarian, keto, and gluten-free options. Of course, you know I got the vegan box. I had it delivered right to my door. All of the ingredients were already sorted to make it so easy to get started with cooking. I'm so excited to have an option like Green Chef because when I became a vegan, I had no idea what to cook. So I think it's perfect for new vegans or even people like me who've been doing this for a while and you want some more variety in your life. Green Chef offers a variety of organic ingredients and step-by-step instructions with chef's tips and pictures. Perfect for someone who doesn't cook and makes it less intimidating to get in the kitchen. So my favorite meals from the current box was the sweet potato noodle bowl. So delicious. Love the curry ginger dressing. And I love the Satan tacos. Very filling and simple. And both meals took less than 30 minutes to put together. No more thinking about what's for dinner. Save time and let Green Chef do the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and most of the meal prep for you. To get $50 off of your first box, go to greenchef.us forward slash brown vegan. That's greenchef.us forward slash brown vegan to take advantage of this special offer. And also let me know what you think once you try the recipes. I know you told me that someone was saying to you, well, I mean, I might as well eat this bacon or whatever anyway, because we're all going to die. Might as well die happy. Right, right, what, right. What, how do you respond to that? Somebody's it's just like, goodness, how do you respond if somebody <laughs> says that to you? It's one thing if somebody says it on the internet and I can ignore it, but for somebody right. to say that in your face, it's like, whoa, how do you respond? What did you say? Uh, first thing, I'm like, deep sigh. Oh, gosh, here we go. And then I come at, come at them with love and just say, I mentioned quality of life. Um, because at the end or whenever it is that we are to go from leave from this earth, it's all about the quality of life and just and just how you feel. And, and they're absolutely correct. We all have to go some way. But I don't want to go with my leg being amputated because I am a diabetic. Okay. I don't want to go um, because of hypertension and, you know, my arteries stop just got clogged up. I don't want to go. So I, I mentioned to them the quality of life. And then I mentioned to them, moderation is killing us. Oh, just a little bit of just a little bit of pork, you know, just a little bit of, uh, you know, fried food, just a little bit of that. And not realizing that just a little bit adds up to a lot. Moderation is killing us seriously. So when someone says we all have to die some way, I always mention to them the quality of life that they should be. um, I just ask them, what type of life quality are you looking to experience? What type of um, example or do you want to set for your younger family members so that they can walk and grow um, and be mindful of, of not putting certain things in this temple? We only have one temple. So that's what I usually tell them. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. I know you said at one point you used to eat a lot of uh, Morning Star. You used to love that type of stuff as far as, uh, I guess, your meat alternatives. Uh-huh. Do you do any of that now or what do you do as far as to get some of that? Because... Sometimes I feel like people think that if you're a man and you're a vegan, you can't be satisfied. You're hungry all the time. Do you right. do you feel like sometimes you're a little hungry and you need something extra? Like, how do you handle some of your, <laughs> your favorite dishes and things like that? That's a great question because I am one that is an advocate for recreating your favorite dish or your favorite meal. So if you love fried chicken, 
you know, I, I love the Guardian brands. So I do eat those from time to time. Um, I love tempeh. If, if you want to have macaroni and cheese, that was actually my mom's macaroni and cheese was actually my favorite dish growing up. And now I'm able to make my own macaroni and cheese using alternative cheese sources. Um, my, my sister, she gave me the recipe for this incredible cheese made from onions, carrots, potatoes, nutritional yeast, mm -hmm. a little bit of oil and seasoning. And so I mean, this is like slap your mama good as far as cheese sauce to use. So I am someone that is really big on recreating um, some of the comfort foods and meat in some, some dishes that have meat. Um, shepherd's pie. Have you ever had shepherd's pie before? I haven't had it vegan. Really? But I, yeah, I had it when I, before I was vegan, but I haven't had it vegan. So what do you do with yours? Yeah, so I remember in college, I'm from Miami, Florida, and my family did not grow up eating shepherd's pie. And in college, I went to Bethune-Cookman University in Daytona Beach, Florida. Ooh, ooh. Go Wildcats. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember periodically they used to have shepherd's pie. And I didn't know what that was. I just thought it looked pretty decent. So it was one Friday night not too long ago, and I was like, okay, man, I, have, I want some shepherd's pie. So... You know, I went online, I went on Google and YouTube, and I said, okay, how can I make this plant-based? So I had all of the recipe, all of the ingredients, so I made the recipe. Um, I used white potatoes, I used earth-balanced earth butter, um, veggies, I had crumbles, some, some you know, meat-free crumbles, and it was so good. And that was just one reminder to myself, actually, to kind of just enjoy some of the things that I've never been able to enjoy because they had meats. Like, hey, Zob, you can make this yourself. You don't have to, this does not have to be um, a meat dish. Another dish that I love making is super simple. And, you know, being a millennial, not having a lot of time, being busy, womp womp, that's a lot of our sob stories. So, <laughs> a, <laughs> so a quick meal that I love to make is chickpea tuna. Mm, I love that too. What do you put in yours? Yeah, yeah, so I put celery, vegan mayo. I put peppers, three types of peppers. I put um, tomatoes because I like a little bit chunky. Um, some seasonings and you know, mash the chickpeas off, mash the chickpeas up, and I mean, it's so simple. Relish, oh, can't forget the relish. Mash the chickpeas up, and it's. I had a couple of my friends try. There's like, I thought this was tuna, bro. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. See, you know, I make my I make mine kind of close to how I used to make tuna fish because it's kind of uh -huh. like a true veganizing it. So I do the mayonnaise, the relish. I don't do the celery because I didn't usually put celery in my tuna salad before I was vegan. So like, it's all about the seasoning, the red onion, yeah. the relish. I do put a little bit of uh, Dijon mustard in there too. Oh, wow, I think that's okay. what, yeah. So to me, it's just, it, it reminds me of what it was before I was vegan. And that's, and like kind of goes back to what you were saying is the, the importance of veganizing some of your favorite dishes. And right. that's how you, I think that's how you stay vegan long-term is you tap into some of that, the stuff mm -hmm. that you used to love before, because then you don't feel like you're missing out because exactly. I think that is an issue. In the beginning, um, did you feel like you were satisfied? Did you were getting enough food? Did you feel like you were hungry all the time? Did you have any of those struggles? 
So I feel like we do. We do. People don't talk about this part. They don't talk about this part. That's why I want to talk about it. They don't talk about the part of that hungry stage. Right. People people do. And honestly, something that I did wrong first starting out was drum roll, please. Uh I incorporated more carbs Ah. instead of more veggies. And that is another way for you to, because sometimes people think like, okay, I'm going to stop eating meat and I'm just going to lose a ton of weight. And it's like, no, if you replace your chicken or your steak or your, you know, lamb with another, another portion of potatoes or macaroni and cheese or pasta or whatever the case may be, then you're actually not going to lose weight. So in order to feel full, when I first started, Umpteen years ago, I did increase my carb consumption, but now that I know a little bit more and I know, you know, I know better, I'm able to add some more, add some fruit before I eat because I know that fruit would give me that sensation. Even if it's a handful of grapes, some pistachios, and an eight ounce glass of water. You know, if I'm home, if I'm cooking, so I won't overeat. So I actually do feel full when I eat because, you know, I'm eating portion sizes that are, you know, respectable for a a grown man. You know what I mean? I'm not overeating. I'm not doing anything like that. But when I first got started, I added more carbs. So I added more bread. I added more. So, you know, I've never really struggled with that, thank God. But I know that a lot of people, you know, who I've coached and who I've helped, like, you know, I did vegan, or I did plant-based, or I tried vegetarian for a week. I'm sure you've heard this before. Mm-hmm. But I was just always so hungry. Yeah. And it's it's little hacks, like having some having some fruit or, or some nuts with you at all times or drinking a 16-ounce bottle of water. Those are small hacks that will cause you to not overeat. And, not, and also feel satisfied. Yeah. Feel satisfied. I yes. think that one of the mistakes I made when I started is I thought that I could just eat, you know, how, okay, so you're not eating any meat. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just eat the side salad. Of course you're hungry if you're eating like a small side salad. You got to probably yeah. eat a lot of salad to feel satisfied. Exactly. So I think that's, it's just kind of like that mindset shift that has to happen. Like, okay. You can't just eat one orange. You probably have to eat two or three oranges, you know, you because right. <laughs> right. we're so, right. yeah, because we're so used to the fruits and vegetables kind of being like the supporting cast. It's not really out. We don't think of it as a meal. <laughs> we don't think of it as a meal. So it's kind of, right. it takes some and, time. And that's what I, and that's so funny that you mentioned that because I tell people that all the time when you are so, you know, kale and, and arugula and green leafy vegetables have more protein per gram than meat. But the thing is, you just have to eat a lot more of it. Mm -hmm. So when I'm eating a kale and arugula salad or a kale and romaine lettuce salad, guess what? I am putting everything except the kitchen sink in my salad. (laughs) No lie. I'm putting red onion. I'm putting avocado. I'm putting in um, sesame sticks. I'm putting in chickpeas. I'm putting in beets and and just, just everything. And I'm not feeling... Oh man, I just ate five minutes ago, so I'm hungry. Nah, that has that that meal was sustained. That hearty, healthy salad was sustained me until dinner time. Yep. Something else I was thinking about, based on what you were saying, was the fact that I know that you like a lot of the the meat alternatives that are out there because you do because you started or you feel like in this journey, this part of your journey, you are plant based for health reasons. Are you concerned about that? Because 
um, I don't even know how I'm posing a question right, but I know a lot of times people say they're plant-based because they don't want to put the vegan title on there because they don't like a lot of the alternatives that are out there. They don't want to mm-hmm. eat those things. So uh-huh. it, how is it in your mind or in your experience, how is it healthier to eat some of those alternatives than it is to just eat steak or chicken like everyone else is doing? Like how, how do you justify that for yourself? I like that question. Oh, okay, good. Because I wasn't sure. I, yeah, I, was... no, I like a lot. <laughs> no, no, I justify eating the plant-based alternatives like tofu and tempeh because the tofu and tempeh and I love the soy-free Beyond Meat brand. I love that brand. Mm-hmm. I tell anybody to 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 purchase it, but because those alternatives are not being recalled for salmonella. And for Mad Cow and those, you know, I mean, it's just that's how I justify it because of what it does to our body. It's filling, especially if it comes from plant based proteins like the Beyond Meat brand. It's going to be better for us than, let's say, you know, some shrimp or let's say some, you know, some pork chops or whatnot. And it's not going to make you feel super sluggish and it's not going to sit at the bottom of your stomach for multiple days at a time. So that's how I justify it. I, I actually, I'm actually a fan of the meat alternatives. I don't eat it every day, but I'm not soy sensitive either. So for example, this morning I had a tofu scramble um, and I probably won't eat tofu for another week or so. Right. So that's how I am able to kind of like navigate it just by incorporating whole foods in my diet and just realizing that eating a plant-based meat alternative is going to be better for our bodies than actually meat because of what a lot of this meat carries and it's not injected with the hormones to make it huge Mm -hmm. so that it is available to be brought at your local grocery store for consumption. As far as cholesterol too, you don't have to worry about having higher cholesterol eating, you know, tofu over a steak. So that's definitely another health benefit. I wanted to I wanted to just check in with you with that question because I know, like I said, I hear that so often. And for me, mm. this is just it really is a practical lifestyle. Just like for instance, before you were saying how when you have lunch at the school, you have like the the roasted vegetables and the quinoa and the kale and things like that. And then maybe maybe the next week you'll go to a vegan restaurant and have some vegan chicken. You know what I mean? That's like the one of the patties (laughs) that are made in there. So I just really, I love the fact that you're showing that this can be a practical lifestyle and it's not something that's just like so hardcore that people can't do it or they feel like they can't do it. So that's just really, really important for showing it from this perspective. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Just to kind of shift gears a little bit. What are some of your favorite? Because I know you love to go out to eat. Uh, What are some of your your favorite, I guess, restaurants or things to eat while out? Yeah, no, for sure. I absolutely love going to um, a chain that a lot of people may be familiar with is Yard House because I love entertaining and I know that a lot of times there could be some some pushback if you invite your friends out to dinner and they're not necessarily vegan, plant-based, or even vegetarian and they want to eat what they want to eat. So Yard House is a place that has tons of options for being plant-based or being a meat eater. So um, I love going to Yard House, but when I go to restaurants, 
I'm probably going to try your black bean burger. I'm a big fan of black bean burgers and just making sure that, you know, your black bean burger isn't any better than mine because I like to cook as well. What flavors does this one have? Um, my favorite vegetable right now is Brussels sprouts. Crispy Brussels sprouts are like the best thing since sliced bread. I can go to any restaurant and get crispy Brussels sprouts. Love that. Um, and there's some staples, quinoa, quinoa tabbouleh. I love going to Mediterranean restaurants because they're always going to have falafel and some yummy hummus mm. and a great salad. Um, and then if I can find a plant-based, not some plant-based nachos, I'll be Ooh. a happy man. I, I usually do go for those. Those are my go-tos because nachos are my favorite food. Yes, I love it. There's a place in DC. If you when you come back here, because I'm sure you'll be back in this area sometime soon. Of but um, Bus Boys and Poets, they have some amazing. You had this, okay? Look at you. See, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Bus Boys, they have some good vegan nachos. I like Yard House too, and for the same exact reason. First of all, Yard House just feels like a place that everybody wants to go to anyway. It's kind of trendy. Exactly. And then they have stuff for us, and it's not. It's I'm the opposite of you. I don't want a black bean burger because I can feel like I get that anywhere. I want <laughs> to feel right, like I'm right. eating like good, like everybody else. So I love Yard House. <laughs> That's a good example. I love that that you showed us that. So before we wrap up, I want to know: Do you have any like last minute tips for men who want to go vegan? And then after you tell us that, I want you to tell us about your new ebook and how we can follow. Yes, how we can follow you on social media. Yes, my brothers, my, my men. Yo, so I want you guys to know that being plant-based and not eating meat can be sexy. It can be sexy. What I mean by that is it can be something that you, you can be manly. You can be, um, it doesn't make you any less of, of a man to not be eating, to not eat meat or your steak, your steak and potatoes. As men, we got to realize that we have to be able to make the choice and do what's best for us and, and to not give up. So find an accountability partner. Find someone that you know that is going plant-based and just say, hey, bro, can you can you charge me to it before we go to the gym? Let's go to the grocery store. Um, so I found that having an accountability, an accountability partner is going to be the key to just just being open and trying different things. And last but not least, I want us, the fellas to know that, you know, when you are working out and when you're just being active, it's important to plan out whatever it is that you're going to eat. And this can go for anyone, but mostly my fellas, because I know uh, when you're going to the gym, I'm like, man, I got to rehydrate on some, I got to rehydrate um, my body and um, get nourishment via meat and, and just things. That's what a lot of men tell me. But if you eat things like peanut butter and avocado um, that have the good fat and it can be a great supplement to whatever it is that you're already doing in the gym. Um, and again, practice makes perfect. You know, just stay the course. Stay the course. When times get hard, we can't give up. So I know you just released a new ebook with recipes and tips. Tell us where we can get it and uh, a little bit about it. Yes, for sure. So I'm super excited about my ebook. Um, people have been saying, you know, when I post up on social media, like, hey, where can I get these recipes? So I finally comprised a few recipes, about 15 recipes, in an ebook um, that shares, you know, my plant based journey and, and my brand story, as well as some tips. 
to help you transition because it's not going to happen overnight and I don't want it to be a whole ebook it's like no it's going to help you transition for you know 7 days or or for 2 weeks or however you choose to do it but you can get it on my Instagram it's the link is in my bio uh, my Instagram is the plant based brother brother with an a so again it's instagram.com or slash the plant based brother with an a um, you can find it on my website plantbasedbrother.com so it's just www.plantbasedbrother.com or on facebook as well facebook just plant based brother youtube the same thing so just stay up to date with me and that's where you get my ebook and if you are already plant based definitely get it for a friend because it is going to change your life, and it's a great guide to anybody looking to transition. And it's only ten bucks. It's only ten bucks. Um, it's a great investment for yourself. And yeah, I'm excited about it. Dope, dope. Shout out to your friend Vaughn for connecting us. Shout out to him because yeah. Vaughn probably listening to this. Shout out to you, Vaughn. Thank you for connecting us. What's up, Vaughn? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I know that your insight is going to help other men make this transition. Just make people feel good about doing this in a way that doesn't have labels and just doing what's best for them, their health, the planet, all of that good stuff. Love it. Love it. So much fun. I hope this episode was helpful. Come over to my Instagram or Facebook page at Brown Vegan and let me know your thoughts. Also, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes to make it easy for other people to find us. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.